Hi, hello and welcome to K Out and About, the podcast about my random travel occurrences. This is episode 5, The Life in Costa Rica, part 1, You Live Where? So, my time in Costa Rica was a mixture of playing a tourist and trying to live there. First month in San Jose did surprise me quite a great deal, maybe they shouldn't have that much. I knew I was coming to a very different country and I thought I got myself ready for the cultural shock. However, there is a huge difference between, you know, going somewhere on holiday for a few weeks and actually moving somewhere for about a year. You've heard the story about my adventures with the migration office, so um, I won't be mentioning that here. In this part, I'll tell you about the practical things that uh, made me scratch my head a lot. And, well, now I'm laughing about it, but then... Let me start with the apartment I stayed at first. Eduardo and Alex, uh, who I met while working in the Grand Canyon, picked me up at the airport. It was supposed to be uh, my sort of a boyfriend, Randy, uh, at the time, but he wasn't in Costa Rica when I arrived. And since there was a spare bed at Alex's apartment, it was decided I was staying there for the first few weeks. I was very tired at the beginning. Um, It was a long journey, so it didn't hit me all at once. Alex lived in in an apartment with uh, three of his friends. The problem was, or actually the funny thing was, it took me weeks to figure out who exactly they were. Every day I saw someone different. Uh, But in the end, I did meet Marlon Mango, actual name Eduardo, uh, a lot of guys have nicknames there, and Santa, uh, no clue about his real name, who actually lived there. And then I met also another Eduardo, Rafa, Harold, Flaco, Pamblanco, uh, Juliana, Daylin, and many, many others whose names or nicknames I don't remember, but who were constantly of need of a place to sleep. Of course, there were never enough keys for everyone. So on top of um, a window next to the entrance, we had a hidden knife that was used to crack open the... Well, not very complicated lock. The apartment, hmm, well, it looked like it was about to collapse on itself any minute. Squeaky floor, holes in the ceiling, shabby walls. Um, also, can you imagine the apartment of, uh, you know, three lazy Latin party boys in the student age? There was a cloud of weird odor in the kitchen. And all the armatures, it was covered with a with a sheet of a, a sticky substance uh, or something. Um, I did take a shot at cleaning. I also had a suspicion there was a dead mouse somewhere. I did give up quickly on, on the search and on the cleaning itself. Um, actually, going down the memory lane, it made me search for a, for a picture of the kitchen because I remember I, I do have a picture of the kitchen. I might put... I might put it on Instagram. I'll I'll think about it because it does look. I look very bad on it. I'll I'll think about it. The biggest stumper um, was the bathroom. Apparently, the sanitation system or the well the sewage. Um, it was not the most efficient in San Jose. It might have been that it was just in some parts of the city, and it might have been resolved by now. I don't know. However, two thousand three, uh, two thousand two, two thousand three. It was still a thing not working thing. Basically, nothing could 
or was supposed to go down the toilet unless it came out of you. Toilet paper and other things went into a small trash can next to the toilet. And I don't think I have to tell you what kind of a nightmare it can be when a woman, do not cringe, when a woman on her period lives with few guys um, and the bin doesn't have a cover. I mean, seriously. Also, um, the smell. Uh, try to imagine that. Uh, scratch that. Don't, don't, don't imagine that. Don't even think about it anymore. Let's move on to the, to the shower, the shower technology. Oh, that was a bit of a shocker too. Quite literally, actually. And in many places, um, the shower was just a pipe sticking out of the wall because in the tropics, you don't need hot water as much. Many people just need a cooling off or, you know, refreshing shower. So except maybe rich people's houses that, you know, had new things, new plumbing installed or um, expensive hotels, what one could do in their apartment was to get a special shower head water heater. If you're curious, you can Google an image of that installation. You cannot imagine the pressure or the lack thereof, uh, you know, that the, the water had going through that thing. Try to wash long hair in these conditions. And I think that was the thing that frustrated me for most of my time uh, in Costa Rica. I got used to other things, but that was just, oh. But why did I say those things were such shockers? Well, because it could happen that the insulation was quite old and the cables started smoking in the middle of your morning routine. That's when the shower was very quickly over. Now, the best and the most confusing thing ever were the addresses. Finding a place in Costa Rica can give you a heart attack. Addresses in San Jose, the so-called Chepe, were confusing as hell. The center was not so bad, at least the street had names and signs. The scheme is based on New York, so the streets were numbered. Um, although uh, locals usually didn't use them, I, I don't know, maybe it changed. Um, the most important thing was to know your north, south, east and west. Who the fuck knows that in Europe? I mean, seriously, who? The city center was easy-ish because the um, Avenida Central in Paso Colón, they divided the city into north and south. So an address like 250 meters north from Toyota on Paso Colón shouldn't be a problem. You only needed to know there's a Toyota dealer on Paso Colón and uh, next to the building you just turned north, whichever, you know, left, right it was, and go two and a half blocks because the 100 meters corresponds to uh, one block. Now, anywhere outside, you kind of get to, you kind of had to describe where you lived I don't know if that custom still persists. On, on Google, I saw that the streets, for example, in the area where I used to live, they have numbers. However, as of 2003, my address was 65 meters west from Super Simart, house painted sky blue, azul celeste, new gate on the right, Vargasaraya, San Pedro. Or, alternatively, 300 meters north and 65 meters west from Sola San Bosco, and then the rest would be, of course, the same. Try to fucking find anything. 
And it gets better when you get an address that includes clues that don't exist anymore. Like, I don't know, a big tree that got cut down a year before. Or what if Sada Sambosco a few blocks away from me shut down and a random shop opened up in its place? I have to admit, I checked last week on Google Maps and it looks like it looks like uh, both um, Super Simart and Soda San Bosco are still there. Uh, I think they changed the bus uh, routes, though. Um, that got very confusing because I was following the bus route to check where I lived. Um, well, as you can imagine, the P.O. boxes are very popular in Costa Rica. Now, I mentioned buses. Well, that was pure pleasure. Buses are not numbered, or at least they weren't when I was visiting. Um, there was always a small sign at the front um, of the bus listing all the neighborhoods the bus was going through. If you were going towards Chepe, the center, no problem. All buses were going there and they would all drop you off at the same place. However, if you were trying to get somewhere else, well, you almost needed a pair of binoculars because... Before you start waving down a bus, you needed to make sure it's the right one. Otherwise, the bus drivers were very angry. And once you start waving down the bus, you should hope it will stop. Or at least maybe someone needs to get off. Because if the driver doesn't see you, he doesn't see you. And forget about it. It won't stop. Now, if you're planning to visit Costa Rica and... I implore you, visit Costa Rica. It's an amazing country. It's so beautiful. Or try and get some friends there first. Um, locals know it better and it's never been more correct, you know, if you're talking about this country. First of all, uh, they get lower prices on most of tourist attractions and um, on entrances to all reserves and national parks, of which in Costa Rica there are plenty. Second of all, the locals know all the cheap hotels. I'll give you an example. Once I was supposed to meet a few girls in Tamarindo. It's uh, like a beach town um, up north. Uh, it's very popular with the surfers, apparently. But of course, I didn't have a phone and the meeting spot was very vague, so I couldn't find them. So after a while, I started searching for a place, you know, to spend the night myself. The hotels had availability, no problem. But the prices were starting at $60 a night, and I didn't want to spend that much. Then, by coincidence, well, the town wasn't that big, I bumped into the girls, and they took me to the place where we were staying for $5 a night. Most of these places, I do have to say, they're just quite inconspicuous, because they're right next to the big hotels. Um, you just have to know where they are. And grant you, they are pretty basic, but at the end of the day, who needs more than a bed and a decent bathroom in, in the tropics, really? Now, from the start, I knew that I would be staying in Costa Rica for a while. So one of the things I needed was a bank account. And luckily, my friend Alex opened an account for me under his name, and I even had my own card. Well, with his name on it, of course. So finances were sorted out, uh, but the banks, wow, the banks. First of all, the queues. I haven't seen those since socialism in the late 80s. They were long and very organized. They looked, um, they looked a little bit like a, like a snake slithering through, uh, through the lobby. Also, no hat or sunglasses policy. And on top of all that, massive guards with massive guns. 
not the ones that you fit, you know, in your side holster or whatever it's called. No, 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 no. The big ones, the ones that you have to hang on your shoulder. Why? Why those buffed up guards? Well, there is no military in Costa Rica. It has been abolished in um, 1949. So private security is popular and each bank had to have security. So you meet them um, in many places a person from Europe wouldn't expect. Like at the university entrance. Totally creepy. Uh, as it turned out, they were at the university entrance because there was a bank inside the university building. Simple, but still creepy. Staying on the topic of um, uniform forces. My dad was a policeman, so my whole life I did have a certain respect and uh, I trusted in that specific authority. Well, my friends in Costa Rica quickly told me that I had to be very careful. First of all, I looked like a gringa, a person from US, which was not a compliment. Um, it meant that people would think I have lots of money. And in consequence, the police could think I have money and stop me, pretty much for any reason, to try and get a bribe. Because secondly, there was a huge corruption. I mean, it generally is a problem in many countries and in many Latin American countries. I must say, I actually think it might have something to do with socialism in some crazy way, as we did, and well, we still do have a little bit of the same problem uh, in Poland. Although we kind of give the bribes voluntarily, like you go to the doctor, you give them a nice expensive box of chocolates, and so you can get any prescription you want, or you get a referral for some fancy treatment that of course you need, but you know, maybe not necessarily that fancy. Well, at the time I was in Costa Rica, that, that was a little bit more of a, of a harassment thing. So the police could have stopped me and pretty much harassed me and, you know, caused me trouble until I would have given them the money, the money I didn't have. Of course, in many, well, actually all situations, when strangers have found out that I was Polish, suddenly we were besties. Like they didn't give me the cold shoulder anymore because... We understood socialism, we understood the struggle, um, you know, we've been through that uh, together. And let's not forget, very important, uh, uh, the Polish Pope, who was still around at the time. It was actually very surreal. I remember the first time walking into someone's house and seeing a picture of a Polish guy just hanging on the wall. I mean, coming from a relatively not known country, it was quite interesting. Now, a cautionary tale coming up. There's one thing always freaked me out. Before the first time, uh, first time I got into a cab in San Jose, my friends uh, gave me a lecture on the do's and don'ts. Well, actually, there are just two do's and don'ts. Rule number one, when you say goodbye to the people, uh, like your friends that you were out with, Make sure you tell them in front of the cabbie that you will call them as soon as you get home so that they know you're right. And this is very, you know, reasonable. I would give that advice to anyone, really. Now, the rule number two, always sit behind the driver. Why, you ask? Well, because it will be more difficult for him to turn around 180 degrees and stab you with a knife or threaten you with a gun. Well, taking cabs after that piece of advice wasn't fun, I, I can tell you that. 
Well, to finish on a positive note, actually, as I mentioned, um, after the Second World War, Costa Rica has decided to become neutral. They're apparently called the Switzerland of Latin America. And, uh, well, they don't have the banks like the Swiss have, especially in that Swiss way. Uh, so they became neutral and they have abolished their army. All the money that other countries were spending on weaponization, Costa Ricans uh, pumped into education and healthcare. So in a country with less than 4 million citizens, as of, again, 2003, there were four huge state universities. And to give you an example in regards to healthcare, one of the girls I met there, um, she got pregnant. And I think it might have been Alex or Marlon who told me that she went to the hospital for a few days. I mean, naturally, I thought, oh, my God, something was wrong. And I got worried. They kind of looked at me and laughed. I was like, no, 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 no. It's quite normal. She just went to get all the important tests done and, you know, make sure she had all the supplements she needed. Amazing. This, you know, this is how it's it's supposed to be working. I will elaborate on some more cultural shocks in my next episode titled The Life in Costa Rica Part 2, Macho Man, The Red Star and Cockroaches. Thanks for listening and until next time.